1: Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. I'm Dr. Ian Panja and this week I'd like to talk about child health. Now what got me thinking about this is that in the UK where I live there has recently been a lot of press about the, well, what is being touted as an appalling decline in inverted commas in child health you know the royal college of paediatrics and child health and other experts are saying that we're betraying our children and failing them in being able to offer them a healthy start to life and of course that's just in the uk i mean there are hundreds of other countries in the world and you know we're, we're lucky here we're a relatively Industrialized and wealthy nation, although in a lot of debt, but in terms of our infrastructure, in terms of schools and social services and the like. So it's quite saddening to read because, and I'm sorry if this is slightly triggering, but right now, just in the time that I've read out this introduction, children in other parts of the world are dying of diarrheal disease. That's a sobering thought. So, what exactly is going wrong? And how do we look at elements that create a healthy child and healthy early years? So I'm going to sort of start with what's been written. And the measures that they've used here are the fact that vaccine uptake is going down, that a fifth of children are overweight or obese, that a quarter of all children under five have some kind of tooth decay. And there's an increased rise in the demand for mental health services. Now, if we just take some of those things, so leaving the vaccines out, because that's probably a, got a different story behind it, all of the others, in my mind, are obviously interlinked, you know, in terms of weight, tooth decay, and poor mental health. Um And you you know what I'm like, I like to get to the why of the why of the why. And, you know, as as a parent myself, um, of two children, you know, one is 17, and one is 11. And as a professional who's worked with children for 25 years, I've sort of seen lots of societal changes that have probably contributed to this poor health. Now, if you think about the the medical profession and what we think makes good health. What we're trying to do is make sure that children don't die unnecessarily. That is the sort of starting point and or, or come to serious harm. And hence things like vaccination programs, you know, mean that we get on top of things like diphtheria and tetanus and measles so that they don't cause harm. And then it's things like dental health, you know, brush your teeth and make sure that you don't eat too many sweet foods. And then it's monitoring development with that kind of liaison from midwives to health visitors through to GPs if necessary. And it's 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 funny, I I'm going to sound sentimental here, but when I first started in general practice, one of the ways that... Um, mums who'd recently had babies that were coming in for their six-week check would bond and discuss life in general was them all sat you know kind of in the waiting room and of course there are you know toddler groups and there's mother and baby groups and there's nct classes and the like but i've noticed over the years that uh, and, and covid hasn't helped but that doesn't happen so much anymore. And the the, the I, I, my friends locally know that I moan about this a lot, and I think they get sick of me saying it. But real community um, is is hard to find these days, and it's no one's fault. It's it's really because uh, the world we live in is so varied, and and our needs and wants as individuals are so different. And I've said this before: you can live in the same street as someone and. On the surface have the same kind of life but your beliefs and thoughts and cultural consumption of things like tv or what you read or what your views on the world are might be absolutely you know worlds apart and that wasn't the case so much uh, 25 years ago now what's all this got to do with the health of your child well i think quite a lot because the support networks, this, or, the, or the people that you knock around with, te- will tend to be people that you share values with or think similarly to. And the, in terms of schools of thought, in inverted commas, there are hundreds now. There used to be one or two. You know, you either go to church on Sunday or you don't. But now it's like, no, 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 there's a hundred options for what you can do on a Sunday and, and all of them are okay. That's fine but it just means that sort of endless spread of choices means there are more decisions to make and it means that we're all in a state of overload life is not simple anymore and my my part of my kind of personal manifesto is this whole idea that less is more i think in the world we now we we all sort of feel oh i don't want to miss out you know i've got to make sure i do x y z um otherwise I'm, you know, my child isn't going to get what he or she needs and so-and-so's doing A, B and C and so I've got to be doing A, B and C as well. You know, that's the sort of narrative and rightly or wrongly we've we've sort of lost some uniformity. What, what, what things mean to one person means something completely different to another. I, I do also think we're heading towards a world where everyone needs support for everything. You know, there's a market for everything, whether it's parenting capacity or, you know, an app for, well, you name it. I mean, soon there'll be an app for managing apps on your phone, I bet. And I think part of one of the reasons why children's health is suffering here in the UK is that, A, we've had a catch-up from the COVID years when things just absolutely went to pot. You know, there were lockdowns, we had children who missed years of school, and there was some Unwitting neglect—it's no one's fault. It's just the way it was. It was hard for everyone, adult or child. So that hasn't helped, and that needs to be taken into account if you're listening. Any public health bods. Secondly, that period of time deconditioned a lot of people. If you know anyone who used to go into work on the train every day, ask them now whether they could do that. Most of them would say no. God, I'm exhausted after two days in London or Birmingham or wherever, wherever it is, and they work from home. The rest of the time because that's what we had to do not myself but many people i know and i think a reset is needed here in terms of just thinking about what creates a healthy child it starts when you know mum is pregnant with the child and the state of health of the pregnant mother that's where it begins so in an ideal world you would have um a woman with great antenatal care who's taking all the right precautions to make sure she doesn't get ill during pregnancy all the right supplements and most importantly is nice and calm and relaxed and well supported then of course labor kicks in and labor is completely different to pregnancy anything can happen it's extremely tense in some ways in terms of everyone kind of praying for the right outcomes um but you want to stay as relaxed as you can through that, and then baby comes into the world and all these other things suddenly become important. So thinking about the baby's environment, you know, are they in a loving environment? That's really important. What about the biology of the baby? Are they in you know, are they premature or not? Have they had to have lots of anti- antibiotics during that very early period of life? They may have done. Not the end of the world, but these things just need acknowledging. And then it's into early years, you know. And, you know, using that framework that I use for adults, it's the same thing. Stress, sleep, environment, diet, movement, infections, sunlight. But the main thing is whether the child is developing. And in order to develop, there needs to be an emphasis on both mind and body, literally. So brain development... Iron is actually very important for brain development in the early years, as are omega-3 fatty acids from food, and making sure that the baby can sleep. Now, a lot a lot of people will come in to see me and go, oh, my my, my child just doesn't sleep. And it's it's really interesting. I, I used to be able to tell antenatally when when a pregnant lady would come into the consulting room whether whether their baby would be a refluxy baby or not, just by The personality of the the mum it sounds completely bizarre this but a a lot of it is to do with not just personality but what else is going on there's a a brilliant book called scattered minds by gabor mate and in it he describes how he was very sick as a baby and his mother had been through lots of trauma and lo and behold the doctor that was looking after his mum said yes you know what actually A lot of babies that have been through that sort of narrative are also being very sick. So that ties into parenting. And and essentially, child development is, we we do a lot of watching in medicine and observation. Um, But again, that's what and not why. And the most important thing to create a healthy environment for a child is love, support, and a hunger for learning you know and variety and it's 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 really tough and I, I i'm really against you know helicopter parenting and pushing kids obviously but um i think stimulating children's really important and getting them to think The other thing is that every child is different, you know, even with my children, they've done things at different speeds. And I often get asked, you know, is it normal that, you know, my, my daughter's not walking and she's 17 months and I go, look, she'll do it when she's ready. And, you know, obviously I'll examine them and, and make sure there's nothing serious going on that, that's hampering their ability to walk. But But often reassurance is what is needed. Okay, so what's my sort of magic fix, if I was like in charge of child health, what would I recommend? And what do I think the formula is? Well, the first thing is, there are no guarantees. But if we had a magic wand, it would be this. Number one is lead by example as a parent. I have not always done this myself, I have to admit. But either as a parent, or if you have a friend who can be a positive role model. And with with my children, I've got we've got this amazing network of my and my wife's best friends who are godparents so there's they have four each so two godfathers and two godmothers and it is just brilliant i have to say because there'll come a point when actually your child just won't listen to any advice from you because you're their parent so role modeling really important number two sorry while we're on the role modeling one before we go on to number two why is why is that important because If you think about the things that I listed at the beginning about tooth decay and about children who are overweight, um, if you are able to do your own inner work and to some extent master your own behaviours, then your children will just model that. Number two is love and nurture, which I said was the most important thing, but it's a given really. That kind of environment is so important in terms of psychological health. Number three is what I call checks and balances. This is the stuff that the NHS is quite good at or certainly has been up until the fact that it's being destroyed because of a lack of funding. Sorry, that was unnecessary, but it is. Um, And so if you've got health visitors or GPs or someone, some way of monitoring your child's development, make sure that you keep up with that. And that includes dental checks. The next one is build a real community of people and make sure that you have a support network because your child will also feed off that. You know, that old adage that one of my friends keeps saying, it takes a village, and it sort of does, but in the modern world, that village can be quite hard to find. Part of it is we don't live parochially anymore. Um, In my old practice in Tottenham, there were some families that still lived in one big house in three generations. I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but actually those families had a lot of received wisdom in terms of parenting and support you know and that's not a bad thing if you can access that sort of support and i think the last one which is easier said than done is trying to go back to basics so those of you with slightly older children will notice that they are so much more present when they're off gadgets or when there's literally nothing to do um because they have to just be and understand um, what what that's like. Earlier on when I said about stimulating children, I don't mean stimulating them with, you know, giving them a, a device where they can just scroll for hours. That's the wrong sort of stimulation. Um, I mean sort of getting them to think. And I remember, you know, sometimes I don't do it so much anymore with him, but when I used to go for bike rides with my son, we were... Uh, up in Wendover Woods and the first time we went there you know the views are just spectacular and you you cycle quite hard and then you get to a particular spot and you just sit and look out um and that kind of thing just quietens the mind which is a good thing okay there's so much more we could talk about about how a child socializes and physical activity as well very important but, you know, certainly in the UK, schools are across that stuff already. So, you know, there, there are these other societal forces in the background that are leading to this appalling decline, in inverted commas. It's all relative, though. You know, think about children in other parts of the world, and, you know, there are bigger needs, you know, in having enough food to eat, for a start. And in some ways, I feel that in you know parts of the world like the UK and the USA a lot of the problems are almost you know uber development uh we you know the, the problems of plenty no limits on things like ultra processed food or access you know for example 24/7 to digital and online media that's just not good for anyone but just thinking about examples that have worked and and of course there are demographic and Financial differences between different countries. So, this is a little bit artificial because clearly we need to reduce um, inequality and poverty and, you know, um, make sure there's equity as far as possible with healthcare. But the healthiest children in the world, according to the World Health Organization, in terms of the top seven countries in the world for children, are number one, Japan number 2 iceland number 3 sweden number 4 norway number 5 finland 6 netherlands 7 denmark and the, really the secret i mean there is no secret but i'll just i'll just t- talk very briefly about what it is so in japan you know it's famed for its healthy diet and they have a really good healthcare system um, low rates of um, childhood obesity. And really the um, lesson, I guess, from all of these countries is they have a focus on prevention. They have low childhood mortality and they really promote health in the early years, you know, physical activity, high quality healthcare systems as well. So it all comes down really to resources and priority. Um I think we know that we have to invest in decent healthcare systems and promote healthy diets and try and reduce inequalities but that's easier said than done. Okay, I hope that was useful. Um just some musings there on child health. I mean it's so important, isn't it? Children are our future and you know I have this idyllic image of what a happy child, a healthy child should be like, you know, one that's playing and laughing and exploring and i don't know getting muddy whatever you want to call it but ultimately is safe and enjoys good health let's try to make that happen you'll see some links in the show notes and let me know what you think have you got any ideas to improve the health of children maybe you've heard of some great success stories I'll be back again very soon, but listen, in the meantime, thank you again for listening and thank you for sending your ideas for episodes. I do look at them and they are really useful and very interesting. Until next time, do stay well, take care, look after yourself. Bye for now.